If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Biden made a divisive speech. I'm not showing it to you. It was disgusting. We have Dr. Mark McDonald. We have Zuby here. We're going to have a blast tonight on I'm Right. Have I ever told you how we came up with the name for the show? I'm right. It was this, look, here, a little behind the scenes stuff before we get to all the news, right? It was this very complicated process because remember, all you see is me here on camera and I'm happy for you, but there's all this production staff. We got Matt and John and we got all the suits and there's all these people involved in making the show go. It's not just me, right? So how would we come up with this name? Well, I decided it should reflect what the show's really about the most because, yeah, we're trying to save America and all these other things, but more than anything, the show is about me being right all the time and then rubbing that in your face as anybody should. I mean, like, you remember, I know Joe Biden just gave that horrible speech, horrible, awful speech, worst probably I've ever heard from a president, most divisive I've ever heard. And you remember, you remember, like, yesterday when I told you it was going to be? He's going to give some big speech tomorrow. Don't worry, we'll bring you some of it. And it's about the soul of the nation. <laughs> Write this one down, Mr. Producer. It's going to be a nasty, divisive, name-calling, just bitter thing. All right, in all seriousness, it was very nasty. It was. Uh, that was actually pretty easy to predict. I think, I think a salamander could have seen that one coming. But, okay, so 
what did you actually see? Maybe your blood pressure is still popping out of the veins in your forehead. Maybe you're still mad. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're, maybe you're, a lot of different feelings are probably going through you right now. None of them all that positive, all right? But what did you see? Let's, let's set that emotion aside and figure out why. Because remember, the why is always important. When you're dealing with communists and you're dealing with people who lie for a living, there's always a reason. There's always a why. Joe Biden didn't get up there tonight and, ah, Republicans are fascists. He didn't get up there and say that tonight just on a whim. Right? That wasn't just off the cuff. I'm just going to speak from the heart. These people can't speak from the heart because there's no heart in there. They sat down, Joe Biden and his team of communist Obama people, and they figured out exactly what he was going to say. And they've been leaking this kind of stuff all week. Semi-fascist, fascist. So this is very clearly a strategy they've worked up. They sat down, speechwriter after speechwriter, rewriting, rewriting. I like that word. I don't like that word. Everything you saw tonight, for the most part, was very purposeful. So set aside your anger and your stress and your sadness for a second, and let's talk about the why. Why would you give a speech like that? I've had so many people email me and already, why? Jesse, I don't understand why. That's divisive. It, it turns people against each other. Well, three reasons. That you give that speech tonight for three different reasons. First, this is one we talk about often, so I'm not going to dwell on it a lot here. But what you're seeing now is communists using their power to make you an enemy of the state. Almost everything they're doing right now is either rewarding their friends or punishing their enemies. Remember this, these are the two different parts of the communists versus the right. And actually, they're correct about this and we've been wrong about this, myself included. Communists believe when they achieve power, when they acquire power, we have the presidency, we have the IRS, we have the FBI, we have these things. They believe in using that power to make sure they keep power, and gain more power. That's their philosophy. The right, because we're all about that limited government life, and myself included, right? I want government to be tiny. We will watch them do that. And then when we take power, we won't take back all the power the communists just took from us. We will take power and then actually brag about, oh, I could do this, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be right. It just wouldn't be the right thing to do. And therefore, the communists' power only grows and ours only shrinks because we never take back ground. What you saw was just the ongoing effort to turn you, not Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump's one man, to turn you into an enemy of the state. Because once you've become, in their eyes, a domestic terrorist, you've, you've seen all the FBI reports about school board parents and that Gadsden flag you have. Once you've become a domestic terrorist officially, well, that's great for them. Just send the cops after you. Throw you in cuffs, throw you in a jail cell. Once they're able to finally achieve making you an enemy of the state, a domestic terrorist, they will use the power of the state against you. Because remember, these people use their power. They'll use the military against you. Don't think threatening you with an F-15, don't think that was just something that just came off the cuff. They will send the military after you. That's what they believe. That's, that's what the communist believes. So that's one. It was about making you an enemy of the state. Two, we've talked before about how we're sandwiched. And in case you're, in case you're just now tuning in, maybe you're a first-timer here, what I mean by this is this. You currently, as a normal American, you are sandwiched in a very, very bad way. 
You have all the leaders at the top, everyone in your government, FBI, IRS, they're all up here on top. If you go to blue areas like Washington, D.C., they own all the judges, too. They own all the cops. It's just they're all here on top. They believe you're an enemy of the state. They hate you. So what do they do? They go out and put out messages all the time about how you're a fascist. You're a semi-fascist. You're a threat to democracy. You will end America. But why, why do that? Because not only do they own the top, they own the bottom. You're here in the middle, the normal American. Job, wife, husband, kids, normal life. They own the bottom. The disgusting, despicable dregs of society. Drug addicts, violent criminals, people with nothing to live for, people with violent tendencies, the Antifas, the climate change nutters, the Black Lives Matter people, all these, they own the bottom. And so when you get up there as president of the United States of America, and you say, he's a fascist! He's evil. He's a threat to America. What you're doing is you're sending the bat signal up into the sky to the dregs of society that it's open season on you. And you need to make sure you're ready to protect yourself. If you don't believe me, I want you to go look up the articles that list all the acts of violence, assault and murder that took place against Trump supporters for four years. It took place just because of this. It was never the politicians, right, assaulting them. It was always the politicians saying, we'll get in your face, we'll hurt you. It's time to punch people, it's time to hurt people. And then crazy Antifa guy with a bunch of rings in his face and tattoos by his eyes, he hears that. He has nothing to lose because he's a lifelong loser and always will be. He goes and grabs his baseball bat and goes looking for grandma in a MAGA hat. You're sandwiched. They have you on top, they have you on the bottom. So that was number two. That was a bat signal you heard tonight. Go commit acts of violence against people on the right after all. That would make you a warrior for democracy, right? You're fighting traitors. And three, and you need to hear me on this one, and you need to hear me very well. They keep pressing because they're trying to get you to react. They want you to react violently. They know how peaceful people on the right are, incredibly peaceful. They understand that full well. They want some guy sitting in his basement right now, maybe this is you. They want you six, seven beers deep, deep, and they want you to watch that speech tonight and get, some, get so mad you go grab your rifle and you drive down to some government building and start shooting. They want you to be violent. They want you to do something illegal. Now, why? Why would they ever want that? Well, I know you wouldn't. I know you want, don't do it. Don't do anything violent or illegal. Calm down. But let's say you did. Let's, let's say right now you did. You've, you've had enough. You go grab a weapon. You go start hurting people. Do not do that. But let's say you did. What would be their response? That. Not inflation. Not the border. Not gas prices. That. Your response tonight would lead every single news show, not for one night, for weeks, they would focus on the violent right, just like they have with January 6th. It's, be, it's way beyond you, by the way. You want another reason not to do it? Everyone you know would come under fire from the FBI. Every single person you know. How many people are you friends with on Facebook? They're all getting a knock at the door from the FBI. Are you part of any groups, gun groups out there, various gun freedom groups? Everyone you talk to in those groups. Are these domestic terrorists? Are you a domestic terrorist? They want to do that not just to crush you, 
and crush the people around you. They want to do that as a message to all their other political opponents out there. They want to justify crackdowns. They keep poking you in the ribs on purpose, with a purpose. They want to destroy you. Those are the three parts. One, don't forget this. They're trying to make you an enemy of the state. Two, they want their violent criminals to act. And three, they actually want you to act. They want you to do something violent and crazy and illegal and dangerous so they can justify sending the FBI, sending the Cheka to your door to smash you into the ground. Remember that. And one last thing. Don't ever let Joe Biden try to come off again as this kind old grandpa. Remember that? Remember during the election when they very successfully, the media and the Democrats, they convinced all those suburban moms out there that Donald Trump was this big, meanie, meanie, poo-poo head, and Joe Biden was just this nice old man. He probably wants to give me a Jolly Rancher. He definitely wants to give my little daughter a Jolly Rancher. Joe Biden's been a jerk for his entire life. Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Or are you a junkie? What do you say? Go back and read what I said. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting nervous, man. That is an interesting reading in English. You, you, I assume you got in the, in the journals because you like to write. I want to talk about happy things, man. What? I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? What, don't Who you said that? that? I know you'd ask it. I have no response. Another smear campaign. Right up your alley. No that. You don't understand that. You're in the wrong business. He's always been that way. See some of those videos? They're 30 years old. He's been a jerk to everyone. It's been well known in Washington, D.C. for a long time. And we let the media and the Democratic Party paint our guy as some big mean jerk. And their guy is just a kindly saint. And now we're stuck with maybe the most hateful, divisive president the country has ever seen. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Something else going to make you uncomfortable. We'll get to that in a moment. Before we get to that, let's get to your home. You know what I woke up to today? Because I live in the Houston area. Woke up to today, went rolled over, checked the weather. More ozone action today. That's what they call it, ozone action. There's always these special alerts down here. We got a heads up that the air pollution is actually somehow worse than normal. We hate it. We hate that we're breathing this crappy air. That's why I have three Eden Pure thunderstorms in my home. I have three Eden Pure thunderstorms in my office. They clean my air. Don't cover, they're not out there to cover up odors. They take the odors out of the air, constantly cleaning my air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE. That gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. Do it for the health of your family, all right? We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. 
Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. You have heard me say how many times that they're not going to stop, right? That we haven't reached some low point in society and we're just getting ready to take back off. I've tried to explain this. When you're dealing with these cultural Marxists, when you're dealing with communists like this, there's no bottom because they don't have a destination, remember. There's no destination involved. They worship a god of destruction and death and misery. They do. And everything they see, they want to destroy it. That's why they've killed so many people in such a relatively short amount of time. Communism's only been around a little over 100 years. They've killed over 100 million people, well over 100 million people. How's that possible? Well, death and destruction is what they worship. It's what they do. We talked earlier in the show about the gender stuff with kids and stuff like that. You understand that they're not going to stop. They're picking up steam. It actually gets much worse from here. And when it comes to things like the military and the destruction of the military and the insertion of all this gender, anti-white racism, all this stuff, they haven't achieved some goal. We're not at some bottom where they're like, whoo, finally got down there. There's no bottom. It's an endless black hole because you're not dealing with people. You're dealing with demonic forces until you accept that. And I don't give a crap if that makes you uncomfortable. It's true. You're dealing with demonic forces. There is no bottom. Until you accept that, you will never be able to do what's necessary to take these people on. The latest and greatest from our military, after all this outrage, two years of outrage over them destroying it from you, me, vaccine mandates, everything, the latest and greatest, U.S. Pacific Air, For Air Forces, um, their job, by the way, is to take on China. They are the first line of defense in China, okay? They've announced that they will stop using gender pronouns. That's right, I, I didn't make that up. No more him, no more her, no more any of that stuff. Let me ask you a question. How many hours a day do you think China is spending on pronouns, on anti-white racism, on LGBTQ stuff? How many hours a day do you think they're spending on it? They're pilots right now. They're Air Force. China has modern fighter planes. They're pilots. How many hours a day do you think they're spending on that? Our fighter pilots, how many hours a day do you think they're spending on that? You understand that with the destructive power of modern weapons now, that you could easily lose 10,000 Americans in a day, in an afternoon, like that. It would be nothing, actually. Do you remember how upset you were when 13 of our warriors died in Afghanistan? What about 13,000 in a day? How are you going to handle that? This is not some dark future that might happen. This is coming. Either this stuff stops or it is coming. Diversity will kill people, lots of them. Otherwise, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to turn on the first at night and you're going to see me sitting here in a chair talking about a U.S. carrier group at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Those are the stakes of the game. All right, we still got a lot more show for you here. Some really despicable stuff going on at children's hospitals. We'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Let's get to you getting a daggone emergency food supply. And I'm, I'm emphatic about this now because the more and more I prepare and make sure my family is prepared for whatever may come, the better it makes me feel. 
It, it makes me feel good. When I wake up in the morning and I roll over and I look at my phone and I see all the latest crappy news of the day, I think, ah, drives me crazy. I need to do something. Don't you feel the need to do something? Making sure you're more prepared and your family's more prepared, it's a good thing to do. It's healthy and it's smart. Do you have a three-month food supply for every person who lives in your home? If you don't, my Patriot Supply is partnered with my show. If you do already, that's fine. But if you don't, get an emergency three-month food kit because they're selling them right now for $250 off. It's all packaged and ready to go. You don't have to worry about it. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com, and that's what will get you $250 off. Free shipping. The boxes are unmarked. Don't worry about someone stealing your stuff. Preparewithjessikelly.com, okay? We'll be back. I was calling um, because I'm looking for information about the gender-affirming hysterectomies that you guys offer. Um, so if you do it for 16-year-olds, then yes, I'd love to schedule um, an appointment, a consultation, whatever you need. If, if you don't mind me asking, um, what is your child gender changing to? So I can point you to the right direction. Yeah, well, he transitioned to a uh, male. You know, he already had the top surgery, um, and now we're looking for the hysterectomy. Okay, beautiful. So, so they do. So they would do it um, for at the, for that age. Yes. Okay, great. Is it a common procedure that you guys do for for that age? Yes, um, we have um, all different type of age groups that comes in for that. For the gender, for the hysterectomy. Yes, ma'am. Okay, just out of curiosity, do you know like what's the youngest age you would do it on? I'm not sure, but I have seen younger kids, and I'm not, you know, either hip. I'm not allowed to say that, but mm -hmm. I have seen younger kids. Like younger than your child's age. Get the gender affirming hysterectomy surgery? Yes. Joining me now, Dr. Mark McDonald. He's a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist, also author of the book Freedom from Fear. I would highly recommend it. Doctor, okay, obviously there's a million different directions I can go here, but I do have to ask this. You're the psychiatrist. You're the one who went to 8,000 years of medical school. I'm an idiot who went to community college. I have to assume people who go into medicine or psychiatry or things like that, and maybe this is a stupid assumption. I assume you're going into help people. I mean, sure, you want to have a good career and prestigious and make money, but you're going in to help people. What goes through your mind if one day you find yourself chopping off a 16-year-old's breasts? What should go through your mind is that you're violating your basic core medical effort, which is to do no harm. Today in medical school, my medical school, the Medical College of Wisconsin in Wisconsin and Milwaukee, they are requiring that students introduce themselves when they're working with patients, medical students, with their preferred pronouns and to ask the patients what their preferred pronouns are. It's starting already in medical school. This fear-mongering, ideologically-driven political nonsense, which everyone says at the outset, oh, it's just a word, it's just a, a name, it's just a mask. Remember that? It's just a mask. Well, it's not actually yes. because there are consequences to this. And the consequences are that we are chemically castrating and surgically mutilating children. 
We are taking them on, as the Yale gender program director said, a gender journey down to age three. We're cutting off breasts at age 12. We're performing vaginoplasties at age 14. 250, 260 of these procedures have been performed at Boston Children's Hospital in the last three years. This is not a mistake. This is not a medical error. This is not a lack of intelligence. This is evil. This is sociopathic. And it's only going to get worse if we don't reset the system of medical school, which is where these people are coming from, most of whom, as you probably can see on the screen and on the ads, are women, women who are biologically programmed to protect children. They have turned against our children, teachers, doctors, nurses, therapists, all overwhelmingly dominated those professions by women. And look at what they're doing. This is absolutely sick. It's evil. It has to stop. Doctor, you mentioned Yale there, and you, I mean, we could go down the list of our top schools. That's part of what scares me the most. It's one thing to have you know, some evil dirtball doctor in some hidden corner doing these things. It's another thing entirely to have our elite programs doing them because these people go on to lead hospitals to be leaders in our society. This evil is at the top level, and I don't know where to begin on how to get it out. I don't know if we can get it out from the top. What I've been arguing in, basically everything I've written in the last two years, and especially in Freedom From Fear, my new book, is that we have to start from a bottom-up approach. The reason why these yeah. people are getting away with it is that the parents have been scared into compliance. What happens when you take your son or your daughter who says he wants to be a girl, she wants to be a boy, to a, a therapist, to a doctor, to a surgeon? You know what they tell them? They tell them if you don't get that surgery, if you don't start that hormone, cross-hormone replacement, ASAP, your son or daughter is going to commit suicide. And then they back it up with a falsified research paper by a shill doctor that the American Academy of Pediatrics lauded and awarded top research paper of the year last year when he argued that if you don't do this, your child has a higher risk of suicide than by simply doing nothing. It's completely a lie, it's false, it's not real science, and yet when parents are told that, understandably, they get scared and they say, well, you're the doctor. Tell us what to do. I just want to keep my son or daughter alive. And thus the path begins. Okay. What's the bottom-up approach? Because I, I don't want to say desperate because that's a bad word, but I, I'm just short of desperate in stopping the abuse and mutilation of kids in this country. What does bottom-up look like? Well, the reason why I've been speaking out, especially on this subject recently, is that our social norms, in my view, have been redefined in the last two years. They've been redefined by the most fearful among us and not the most courageous. The way to resist this, the way to fight back, is to express courage. It's to take a risk. It's to challenge authority. It's to use common sense. If we do that, we can knock these pins down. These people are not really that powerful. They have a lot of letters and a lot of degrees after their name, but their value system is upside down. It is twisted, it is perverse. The way to solve this problem is not to fight the top. It's to express risk. It's to take risks. It's to allow yourself to be criticized, allow yourself to be called out as a bad parent. You have to start to do what makes sense and what's, what's obviously true. Because if you don't do that, you're going to let yourself be controlled. You know, Thoreau said that if you don't think for yourself, others will think for you. And they will not be thinking of you. We need to start thinking for ourselves again as individuals, as parents, as adults. 
Doctor, kind of along those lines, but switching gears here about kids, we obviously have article after article coming out, especially today, about what's happened to our children and their learning development because of these insane, idiotic COVID protocols for the last two years. Well, look, I'm in Texas. I'm in the suburbs. My kids aren't living through this. But as we speak, kids in blue areas across the country are still dealing with this. Are we just a nation that believes in abusing children? We abort them. We abuse their mental health. We cut their penises off. What are we? Any society that does not protect its children, any society that sacrifices its children on the altar of protection of older people, of adults and the elderly, cannot survive. We have gone back in time to ritualize child sacrifice, no different than the Mayans and the Aztecs. We're just doing it with much more fancy equipment and science. But it's really the same thing. We are harming our children intentionally. And I believe, not the people at the top that are sociopathic, but the people at the bottom, the parents, they're doing it primarily because they want to appear virtuous. They want to comply, and they're scared of not doing it. We cannot be controlled by 5, 10, 15% of the population who are truly evil and truly sociopathic if we unite against them and we express, as I said, courage, if we overcome fear, if we stop being compliant and obedient, if we become more like Eastern and Central Europe that values freedom, non-compliance, disobedience, standing up, fighting the power structure, that's what we used to be in this country. Americans always used to be rugged individualists. Don't tell me what to do. I'll make my own decisions. We have given that up, and that is why we're here. And the biggest sacrifice, the biggest catastrophe visible today is the loss of our children's innocence and the loss of our children's emotional and physical health. Doctor, finally, sorry, all these things are kind of a Debbie Downer today, but we see the numbers now, over 100,000 overdose deaths. We have China producing poison, sending it to Mexico where it gets trafficked across our southern border. And now we have Americans dying, record numbers of Americans dying, life expectancy actually going down. That's a first for a while. How in the world are we a nation that won't secure our own people? I mean, forgetting about the border, it's not even a border issue. This is about protecting your own people, and we won't do it. We won't. Uh, it's, it's been almost a, a joke of an irony to repeat frequently that our federal government is more interested in protecting the border of Ukraine and the health and welfare of its citizens than American people. And it's absolutely true. The only thing that I can conclude from this is that there is an intentional assault and destruction on our language, on our borders, and on our culture through everything that we've been talking about with this pandemic the last two years, as well as the attacks on parents, the attacks on church, the attacks on self-defense, and the attacks on energy. We're about to go into a dark age where we don't even have enough fuel. As well as Western Europe, they're doing the same. They're lining up to collect coal in their cars in factories in Northwest Poland because they're not expecting to survive the winter. Same is going on in France. This is not just an American problem. There, is a, there has been a decision made by people in positions of power, corporations, government, and media to absolutely destroy our human civilization through the destruction of our culture, our families, our basic values, our basic day-to-day -day life and, and living standards. I believe that it is sociopathic. I believe it is evil. It is not a mistake. It is organized. It is thoughtful. Americans need to wake up because this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. This is not political. This is supra-political. It's metapolitical. It's actually a human issue. And there are those who wish to actually end humanity. I'm not exaggerating. I think it's diabolical. And we need to see it. We need to rise up. We need to organize. We need to fight it. Or we're going to be done.
100% true. Doctor, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot, Jesse. Thanks a lot. All right. We're going to talk to Zuby next. I've never actually talked to him, never interviewed him. I'm a huge fan. I'm looking forward to that. Before we get to Zuby, are you stuck in a timeshare right now? Do you want to get out of the timeshare you're stuck in? For some reason, I hear these stories all the time. Jesse, I got one. I loved it, and now it sucks. Or Jesse, I got one. We never really used it. I want out. I want out. All the stories end the same way. I want out, and I can't get out. I want out, and I can't get out. It's what they do. You didn't get played for a fool. All right, this is what the timeshare companies do. Fancy brochure, fancy poster, nice-looking seminar, sign up for your timeshare. Oh, 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 you didn't read the fine print. You're stuck here for life. Call Lone Star Transfer. They'll get you out. They guarantee they'll get you out, and they do it in writing, and they even call their shot. They'll do it in a specific time frame. The no-obligation consultation, the phone call, it's free. It doesn't cost you a thing to pick up the phone right now and call. If you're stuck in one call, man, 844-310-2646, 844-310-2646, or go to LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. People turn to the best yes. And when I shoot evil Turns to a mess This is no SWAT I'ma roll with another plan I'm no cop Bring the hawk like the son of Sam Never get caught Cause I walk with a son of man If it gets hot Then I go to the motherland Hero when it gets manic Get all these demons Off of my screen We all know Hollywood Is satanic But there's no wickedness On my team Uh, Putting in work And I'm loving it too I already did Merc Make another hit too yeah. No I don't work For the government dude nah. You should know I got boss For the government too uh -huh. They be lying People spying yeah. Weapon buying yeah. Drug supplying yeah. Rockets flying yeah. Children dying yeah. Mothers crying yeah. Ill Denier. Pretty good, huh? Zuby joins me now, rapper, author, podcaster, and coach. First of all, Zuby, it's my understanding that you are in an axe-throwing place right now for this interview. Question, I understand they tell you in the axe-throwing places to throw it with two hands over the head like that. I could never bring myself to do it. It looks too feminine. I always had to go one hand like Mel Gibson in The Patriot. How do you throw your axes? One-handed. I've never even attempted it with two. Exactly right. That's exactly right, fellas. Pay attention to what Zuby says. All right, Zuby, speaking of feminine and masculine, I have called, I know you talk about this stuff too, the feminization of not America, of Western society that has happened over the last hundred years. is It's amazing to watch. Our men are now feminine now. It's horrible. It's destroying us. And I don't know how to reverse it, brother. Wow, man, we're jumping right in there. Yeah, it's uh, we're in a weird place, man. We're in such a weird place in modern Western society where in so many ways things are incredible and better than they've ever been and better than they are anywhere in the world. But at the same time, I think we all have this feeling and foreboding of stuff really declining and progressing in various ways um, in society and in culture by things that are not always measurable in the typical sense some things can be measured you can know you can measure a rise in depression or a rise in overdoses or a ride in rise in self-harm or suicide especially amongst teenagers but if you look at many other standards if you look at overall you know economic prosperity health life expectancy and so on these things are pretty much close to all-time highs and there's so much still to be grateful for so i think one of the biggest challenges that we're having now in modern society are 
not actually problems of lack, but problems of excess, problems of being so comfortable for so long. Um, and I think that the decline in masculinity, which you alluded to earlier, is a part of it. I think that people have just become so comfortable and life has become so easy for so many millions of us that you really have to go out of your way to stay healthy mentally and physically and spiritually. And you have to actually go and make your life harder than it necessarily needs to be. If you just do the minimum about amount necessary to survive, then in the past, that would have been enough to stay healthy. But nowadays, you need to go above and beyond that. If you just go and you just do what the norm is, then the norm is being fat and being unhealthy and probably being on some type of drugs and not really being a happy, successful person. Speak to that for a minute, because I love that, and I've tried to apply that as much as I can to my own life, about intentionally seeking out some level of discomfort. Because you're so right, you don't have to anymore. I'm I, talking to you right now. While you answer the next question, and it would take me about a minute to order a cheeseburger that would be delivered to the front door of my studio right now. That's, that's life that's so absurdly easy. Kings of the past couldn't relate to it. So we have it so good, it's ruining us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy, Jesse. I mean, where we are, either one of us could literally just stay seated in the chair that we are sitting in right now, and we could stay alive for the next several years. We wouldn't be healthy and we wouldn't be happy, but we, we could literally not leave the room that we're in. And that's not true for most of the billions of people in the world. And it's not true for any other time of human society where you can have access to food, water, shelter, um, warm, whatever, even social connection. We have our, our phones, we can connect on social media. We can have this conversation without even being in the same room or the same city. So you have to go out of your way to make life difficult, especially in a country like the USA. I mean, I was just thinking yesterday, I'm in Arkansas right now, and there's so many US cities in particular, which are just designed for cars, right? You can't even walk around if you want to. And you can just sit down, you can spend your whole life sitting and so many people do, and you don't need to do any sort of physical exertion and you can make your money, you can, uh, you can feed yourself, you can, you can take care of your survival tasks. So if you wanna be in shape, you have to go out of your way. The, the gym is the most example uh, of this, the most obvious example, the gym, working out, going for a run. These are things, I mean, if our ancestors walked into a modern day gym, they'd be very, very confused. They'd be very confused. They'd be like, wait, so you drive to this location so that you can walk or run or lift weights. They're like, why don't you just do some farming? Why don't you just do some hunting? Why don't you go to war, do some fighting, right? Go do that usual man stuff. And um, we essentially have to replicate that often by artificial means now just to maintain a basic level of health. And that's pretty crazy, but that's what you have to do. And I think even in terms of career success and happiness and relationships and so on, you kind of have to go out of your way. If you just take the easy route, then you're just gonna get what most people get. You're just gonna kind of be there and be very mediocre. But if you wanna, if you really wanna be fulfilled, you have to go out there and make your life a little bit harder than it needs to be. And I think there are positive and healthy ways of doing that. And there are also negative and destructive ways of doing that. And when you see people who are not doing that in a positive and creative and helpful way, you see them, you see it on Twitter every day, right? What do they do? They try to tear down other people instead. You see the hatred and the vitriol and the fire and the anxiety coming out in other ways. It's directed inwards towards themselves in a destructive fashion, or it's directed outwards at other people. 
Um, I have a general idea that men are always building or destroying. I think that's been true the, for all of human history. So I think that it's so important for men in particular to have to be building something. You have to be building some type of empire, some type of legacy, some type of creative project. You have to be doing something with your hands because idle hands, uh, you know, we know what the devil does with those. And I think that we see that. Subi, one of the things I find frustrating is this. We know everything we see now from, from the powers that be. It's all lies. Everything's a lie all the daggone time. But you're, you're going to take the time to dig in and figure out and sort through things, figure out what's real and what's not. That's my job to do that. So, okay, I'm going to have to figure out, sort through things, what's real and what's not. But the average person, the normal person, the guy you live next door to, he believes in the things you believe in, but he's not going to take that time. He wants to watch baseball and, and you know, do whatever he does. That guy lives in a world entirely of make-believe, and he doesn't even know it. How in the world do we overcome something like that? That's a fantastic question. And, you know, my honest answer is that the world needs, I think the world needs both types of people. I think the world needs people like us who are truth seekers and truth speakers and who are out there and building platforms and trying to spread a message to people. Oddly enough, I mean, I think we want people to be awake and to be aware and questioning of what is going on to a degree. But I think that perhaps the world wouldn't necessarily, I've thought about this a lot and, you know, maybe the world wouldn't be so healthy if everyone was as passionate and outspoken yeah. as we are on all these things, right? I don't think everyone needs to be a warrior per se. Um, I think everyone should be able to switch that on when they need to. And perhaps it's important for people to know when that should be switched on. Um, but I think we, we sort of need this balance because as you know as well, right? If you spend all your time getting absorbed in all the minutia of everyday politics and social issues and cultural issues and so on, you, you end up angry. You end up either angry or scared or very frustrated and so on. So I think we need to maintain this balance where you're aware enough of what's going on that you can protect yourself against it and you can be vigilant for yourself and your family and your community, but you also don't wrap yourself in it up so much that you find that you, you yourself become angry or bitter or resentful and start to add to unnecessary division and hostility yourself. So I think it's very much a balance. Zuby, where can people go get more of your stuff, my man? You can follow me on all social media at Zuby Music. That is Z-U-B-Y Music. I have my new children's book out right now. It's called The Candy Calamity. It's a book about health and fitness for kids. That's available at bravebooks.com or candycalamity.com. And if you'd like to support any other of my work, you can go to teamzuby.com. Teamzuby.com. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. All right, we got light in the mood next. Why can't any of our political leaders talk? That's kind of important, right? We'll talk about that. All right, Zuby, obviously, there was a lot. There was a lot. I've been wanting to talk to him for a while, but what he sees, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, what I've seen, what we talk about a lot on this show is this empire we have that has risen, and now we're on the way down. And we're too fat and rich and bored to stop this thing from collapsing on us. And where it ends, I don't know, but history says it doesn't end anywhere good, right? That's just a fact. Not trying to bring you down. That's the period of time we've been given, but history says this ends pretty bad. Do you have any gold coins? Do you? I, you probably would have rolled your eyes if I told you that about five years ago. 
but you're not rolling them now. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold coins to your front door. No matter what happens, honestly, no matter what happens, do you understand that those gold coins will be able to purchase goods and services for yourself and your family? How do I know? Because you could transport them 2,000 years ago and buy goods and services for yourself and your family, and you can transport gold 2,000 years in the future, and you'll be able to buy goods and services for yourself and your family. Best part about gold is it lasts. Get physical gold in your possession. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. Just tell them I told you to call. They'll take special care of you, I promise. Oxford Gold Group. We'll be back. Our politicians can't talk. Isn't that, isn't like, that like a base requirement of being a politician? I, I come here and I do TV for you every single night on I'm Right. One hour show. And I love the people with the first, let me say whatever I want. And they're great to me, right? Kind people, just people, they care about my family, they're wonderful. But if there ever comes a day where I can't talk, I can't do the show anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find someone else to come sit in the chair. It's a base requirement for the job. Our politicians can't talk. We'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that, let's get to home title lock. Let's get to the fact that your home it's a financial liability, a gigantic one now. It didn't used to be. It is now because of the cybercrime stuff that, honestly, it's well beyond me. I always thought, I always thought my home title's a piece of paper, right? Right? It's a piece of paper. That's the one I signed. Oh, sure, it's a piece of paper, too, but it's also online. It's out there just floating in the cloud online. And hackers spend all day, every day, trying to hack into them. And they're being very successful. Home title theft is the fastest growing cybercrime in this country. It's completely out of control. They're going to get your title, take loans out against your home. You won't have any idea. They'll do it in your name, obviously. And they'll take off with the cash. And they will evict you from your home if you don't pay those loans back. But you've got to pay tens of thousands of dollars to lawyers to unwind the whole thing. It's, it's a mess. You don't want it to happen to you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up and they'll stop it. All right? HomeTitleLock.com. All right. Joe Biden can't talk. Grandma Vodka can't talk. John Fetterman is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. And he just had a stroke. And now John Fetterman, he can't campaign. The rumor is that he basically gets up, gives four-minute speeches, won't talk to people, takes off. And even when he does campaign, he can't talk. Why can't any of our politicians talk? What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win, or excuse me, to, to work. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country. 
giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.